Hey guys, welcome to the podcast for today. This is the podcast where we study the topic of hope. Hope for today is the podcast where we seek for a sure hope. True hope is found in God, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and in the scriptures. Romans 15.4 says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Let me, re- let me remind you, the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ, that's called the gospel, right? And the gospel is the good news. And nothing gives us hope in this life more than the good news of what Christ did for us. I have a question. If you had to eat a sandwich every day, and that sandwich was was made out of darkness and you took a and you had to eat that sandwich every day or you chose to eat that sandwich every day what would happen to you i remember visiting somebody's house we stayed with somebody uh this was years ago when we april and i were traveling together and uh they were really into juicing i'm holding in my hand a bag of carrots and when we we lived we lived with them for uh, briefly stayed with them for maybe four days I'm thinking if I remember correctly they were into juicing so much primarily they were into juicing carrots and you could see the difference in their skin tone they looked a little kind of orangey and they were very kind and gracious people um, and they loved their healthy habit of juicing and uh and so they would give us large glasses every morning maybe one liter i mean these were large large glasses of carrot juice just plain carrot juice if i remember correctly they said they went through 50 pounds of carrots every week as a family they had several children and it had an effect on you right God talks about in our passage, Ephesians chapter number five and verse number eight, it says, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And it also says in verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. I want to read a few statements from a book that I've read recently. It's called Hope Always. It is by Matthew Sleeth. He's a medical doctor. Um, He graduated from Harvard, I believe. Uh, You can find this book on Amazon. It's a good book. It deals with, uh, it's called Hope Always, How to Be a Force for Life in a Culture of Suicide. And he was an atheist for many years. Uh, and then eventually became a Christian. And he is speaking on the topic of suicide. And he says this statement. uh, It has long been known that faith plays a protective role when it comes to suicide. Those who believe in God are between four and six times less likely to commit suicide As those who don't. Now, it doesn't mean they don't struggle with the same things, but that he and he cites a study, 
and that information can be found in the back of the book. But I also want to read you a little bit in his chapter on talking to a loved one who may be struggling with thoughts of suicide or depression um, and these types of things. He said, if your loved one went to a Greek or Egyptian physician 2,500 years ago and complained of melancholy or depression, they might be asked questions such as these. What music have you been listening to? What poetry are you reading? Where are you going for your daily walk? Looking for the link between depression and what we are putting into our brains is a time-honored tack that has only recently gone out of vogue. What we put into our brains impacts our sleep habits as well as our psyche. He goes on to describe how his wife was majoring in English literature and she loved the different literature selections that she was required to read in different classes. And he says that when his wife was in undergraduate school, she got all uh, sorts of literature in one semester. Uh, She was a whiz-bang student, he said, majoring in English literature. She liked everything from Chaucer to the Romantics, but in order to graduate, she had to take some modern literature classes. It turned out that her Virginia Woolf class was playing havoc with her spirit. Wolf was a depressed, tormented writer who committed suicide by walking into deep water with stones in her pockets. I'm not faulting Wolf for her mental illness. She had lived a hard life, but by definition, she was not able to rise above it. The darkness that consumed her seeps into her works, and it is difficult, if not impossible, to read works like these without it taking a toll on your own spirit. Misery loves company. Unfortunately, the postmodern aesthetic insists that the darker a work is, the more worthy it is of our attention. It is a phenomenon that should be exposed for what it is, a philosophy that exalts death over life, depression over joy, and insomnia over slumber. Now, I'm not trying to oversimplify this problem. We're just talking about it from just this one perspective and from this one um, viewpoint today. So don't think I'm trying to oversimplify this, but we do as Christians. And if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, I invite you to very seriously consider what I'm saying. We need to consider if whether or not our life is dark because we're eating a darkness sandwich every day. There is a definite difference between dark and light. That's what the Bible is saying. It says in verse number six, Ephesians five, let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. What is he talking about? He's talking about these sinful choices. He's talking about Um, He goes through and he says, For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Jesus is the light of the world. We must believe on him to begin our journey of light, truth, joy, grace, and love.
John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. We are sinners, and we strive to live in the light. We strive to live in hope and joy. We strive to live in the good, but we are also drawn to the bad. We're drawn to the darkness, but we have a choice to make. We need to understand that Jesus Christ came into this world to save us from our sin. Primarily, he came to save us from our sin. He didn't come primarily to give us a better mental condition. He didn't primarily to come and just give us joy in this life. He came us he came to save us from our sin because our sin is what brings darkness in this life, but more importantly, it's that which causes us to have to dwell in the darkness once we die. And that's what scripture is talking about when it's saying that because of these things cometh the wrath of God on unbelievers. Do you know for sure that if you died today that you'd go to heaven? You can. I challenge you to investigate the claims of Jesus Christ. I would suggest by reading, uh, by start, starting to read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and also the book of Romans. You can reach out to me and I can suggest some other books. Um, that will help you come to an understanding. And I want to challenge you to give it, to be just as critical with what you currently believe if you're not a Christian as perhaps you might be, might have been critical towards Christianity in the past. Apply the same degree of criticism and you will find that Jesus Christ truly is the light of the world. We know the difference between purity and impurity. This is what we are learning from our passage here in Ephesians chapter number five and verse number eight. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. The Apostle Paul, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is teaching us you are no longer a child of darkness. You've been saved by Jesus Christ. You are now a child of light. So we need to follow that. Don't be deceived. Sin may be acceptable around you. It may be very common and very easy for people to uh, participate in these sins, for them to study these sins, for them to watch these things, to talk about these things. But he says, you are children of light. So walk as children of light. If we are going to live in the light, where we're going to have to accept that there is a difference between light and darkness. There is a difference between purity and impurity. Impurity will be judged by God. Grace, the grace and the love of God do not change the nature of sin. They reveal the deception of sin. So when we read God's word and we study about Jesus Christ, it reveals what is there. It shows for what it really is. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. That's John 3 and verse 20, verse number 19. This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, 
and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The culture of those who are unbelievers around the world is that they love darkness. They talk about darkness. They revel in darkness. Their lives are dark. They struggle for hope. They struggle for um, to experience true love and true purpose in life. But they never really come to that because, unfortunately, many of them are so in love with the darkness that when they see the light, when they hear about Jesus Christ, when they hear about the scriptures, they choose. They choose to persist in their in their darkness. So we as believers, we've got to ask ourselves, is my life dark because I am eating a darkness sandwich every day? Spiritually, we need to feed ourselves that which is righteous, that which is pure. That which is light, Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The Bible also says this, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119.105 Don't be surprised when you investigate darkness that your hope, faith, and love is darkened. Let me read another semester. Uh, another semester. I just want to read another few sentences from this book, Hope Always by Matthew Sleaf. This is page 130. He says, I'm astounded at the number of dystopian offerings available on television and on streaming services. Vampires suck people's blood. Mutants walk about killing people. Zombies come up out of the lawn. Aliens invade from outer space. And thugs empty round after round of bullets into the world. Stalkers stalk. Serial killers go about their grisly business. Good cops and crooked cops endlessly hunt good and bad guys. We can visit hell daily from the comfort of our recliner, but these offerings have an effect on our soul. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 and 9, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. I'm not suggesting that we should never watch TV or we should never enjoy entertainment. I think we need to ask ourselves, the entertainment that we're streaming, the influences we're putting into our life, the music that we're listening to, does it bring light? Does it encourage light? Or does it encourage darkness? If I'm eating that sandwich every day, what is it doing to me? It's interesting how we are so, we can be so stubborn about changing some of the content that we digest, but we can be so tormented about the feelings of depression and anxiety. Again, I'm not trying to simplify these things. They can be more more complex than that. I'm just talking about one aspect of that. Talking about input. What are we putting in? It really gives us an opposite direction here. It says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Okay? It says uh, that we are not even to 
speak. It says in verse 12, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Guys, the simple question is this. We are children of light, those of us who are believers. We need to walk in the light. We need to walk in the light. We need to walk in the good, in the pure, in the kind, and in the gracious. We need to to walk in those choices that are bringing the good things into our life, uh, into our life. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Guys, thanks so much for listening today. I pray this was a blessing to you. We'll continue on with our study next week. Have a good day.